calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Jam podcast. We have a great guest today, Frankie Boldo. Um, so when we started this, when I started doing this like two years ago, 18 months ago, whatever, I was really going to focus on writing. And in my sort of weird way, what that meant was fiction and nonfiction. Um, we would have poets on occasionally, but really this was going to be a show that just looked at the kinds of writing that I think about. So then I realized that was dumb, and over the last few months, what we've really tried to do is think about writing and writers and all of the different forms that it takes. So we brought in folks like comedians, talk to storytellers, and this is the first time that we're bringing in someone who does improv. Um, she also does theater acting but what was really interesting to me as we talked to Frankie Frankie Boldus who you're going to hear from was the idea of improv right because you hear like comedians um, some of them write before some of them work their materials out on stage the improv is all on stage right there are frameworks and formats and styles that you can work through but this idea of creating story in this on the fly improv way is really intriguing to me and so a lot of the discussion that you're going to hear about today is 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 the structures and ways in which um, that happens. And of course, like everybody else, like the sort of common thread, right, the through line that everybody has is that, like Frankie kept saying, like, well, I don't really write, I don't really write. And then we would talk about all of the ways in which um, she and her partners would write these scenes on stage. So a lot of what you're going to be hearing as we move forward with the podcast is beginning to explore different kinds of writing. Um, I know who's coming. So this is going to be a theme that, that recurs. So that's sort of the first thing about what you're going to hear today. But there are some bigger things, actually, that are happening right now. Uh, so the election's coming up, um, and it, I've, I hate Trump. So this is like not a big shock and surprise, although we don't spend a lot of time talking about politics and any of these things. But this notion of Trump and, and, and the, the way conversation has happened in this country over the last few months has also had me reevaluating the way in which we proceed with the geeky press. We have about 215 people here locally that come to events that we do and various things. We have, you know, our newsletter, 
we've done our book projects, we do our readings. We're starting to get people writing about this. The podcast is growing exponentially every month. And so it became important to me and the partners, Elise and Nicole and Amber, and then Jessica, who works at Bouch Books Indie, for us to begin to think about writing as something more than just a thing that we did. So we've really started pushing some of the things uh, that we've wanted to do, um, and, and two of those are new, new writing projects. So the first one is, is Who's Your Lit? which is a biannual literary magazine that we're going to put out. And it will have fiction, nonfiction, poetry, scripts, black and white photography. Um, you can go to the Geeky Press into Hoosier Lit and find out. We have a call for submissions. Essentially, we're looking for writers who are either from or connected to or writing about Indiana. So in that sense, some of this is limited to regional connections. But then we're doing our second book. So our first book was Bad Jobs and Bullshit, which was uh, collected essays, poems, and fiction about bad jobs and bullshit available now at Amazon and all of your finer book retailers. But the second book we're doing is something that is a lot closer to our hearts. It's called Dear America, and we expect this to become one of the things that we do on a regular basis. The first book is called Dear America, Reflections on Race, and we're asking people to submit fiction, nonfiction, poetry, all of the things, photography, videos, of personal reflections on race and America. So we don't really feel comfortable getting essays that, that from other countries where people are talking about um, race in their countries, not because we don't think it's important, but we don't, we don't really have the contextual ability to understand whether the nuances of what people are talking about. Not that we know everything that's happening in America, but we're here, and so it's easier for us to begin to conceptualize, like, as we get things and contextualize, where does this fit into the dialogue? And we're going to be doing this project for the next year, and we're going to be taking these essays and, and working with our friends at Ushare, um, you can go to the Ushare project, uh, to publish everybody's work. And then we're going to curate the best into a book. And we're going to go around and we're going to do readings and salons while the book is being written around the idea of race. Not, as a, not because we think we have anything particularly um, important to say, but that the platform for the discussion and to have writing become part of the middle of this thing, like instead of yelling at each other, that we have these spaces where we can write and reflect and think and then talk, um, and that that writing becomes a central point of what we do um, in this kind of conversation. And so those two, just we just launched them in the middle of October, um, and they'll be ongoing as we do this. So... None of that really has anything to do with Frankie, other than the idea of us thinking about writing, or me really, thinking about writing differently, and then meeting and getting to know these other writers, seeing how what is happening in the world is beginning to influence and affect the way they do things, and then thinking about the next level of the geeky press, which is to, to now begin to take what we do and bring it into public spaces in more meaningful ways. So we hope you will be a part of that. I hope you will go to thegeekypress.com. You can go to the Hoosier Lit link. You can go to the book link and see our calls for submission. I hope you'll tell your friends about the podcast, spread that around, sign up for our newsletter, um, which is semi-regular and full of awesome shit. We have writing events that you can come to. But for now... What I hope you'll do is spend the next 50 minutes with Frankie and I as we talk about writing and improv and all of the things that go in to making that life. All right. All right. So... 
two things. You are really young from my perspective. Yes. And uh, how old are you? Like 23? Uh, 25. 25. And are you still in college or do you graduate? Um, I am. I never got a bachelor's degree. Uh-huh. I have a, um, I have a, a certificate of professional training from the American Musical and Dramatic Academy uh-huh. in New York City, which is a lot of words that mean really like I spent a couple of years in New York and I like got to play make believe and that's all. Uh-huh. Um, then I moved back to Indianapolis because I still had in-state tuition. I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna like study and be a teacher. That's gonna be great." Um, oh yeah, that's never a good idea. Oh no! And no. just with like all of these terrible things, with just like it started with like with, with Wisconsin and all of the yeah, teachers yeah. and striking. Yeah. I was like, maybe that's not a great idea. Yeah. So you not only get no money and that, but there's no respect for oh, you, absolutely. and everything is your fault. So instead, I become an actor. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, so are you from? Indianapolis? Yes. Um, originally from just a little bit east of Indianapolis in Greenfield. Uh-huh. Um, lived there for most of my life. Brothers and sisters? Um, two sisters. Older sister and a younger sister. Uh, oh, God. So you're the middle child. Oh, yeah. I keep everything together. So this explains why you've ended up here. There you go. And uh, what do your mom and dad do? Um, my parents are, let's see, my they met in the Marine Corps. Uh, it was like both of them in the Marines. Both of them in the so Marines. So you grew up in the... A little bit. Like, they have both uh, retired when um, I was... You never retire. I know. Oh, God. <laughs> yep. So, it was, it was very, like... My dad found out, like, he had high blood pressure because, like, he was always, like, still in, like, drill sergeant mode uh-huh. sort of thing with, like, three girls and, like, right. he's outnumbered all the time. So yeah. Like, and baffled. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, of course, you don't ever expect that sort of thing, but just, like, well, you're just going to roll with the punches. Right. So, they were both they were both retired from the Marines yes. by the time you guys showed up? That's right. So, my dad, now he works in the steel industry, mm-hmm. which sounds like it's, like, in the mafia or something. Right. He's in the steel industry. Mm-hmm. Um, he, now he, they, when I, because it's, it's all convoluted and stupid, but when I was in school in New York, my family... My dad's job moved them out to Arizona, uh-huh. and then just recently, well, then I moved back to Indiana anyway, because I was like, I still yeah. get in-state tuition. It seems like a great idea. Still ran out of money. Still didn't finish school. It's fine. But while uh, within the past year or so, my dad moved down to Florida, so like they're commuting back and forth with uh, my parents, and my mom works with like coca-cola industry are they still together they are they're still together somehow they're still married like 34 years so let's go back so you grew up in greenfield yes um and you go and what do you like as a kid like are you artistic are you um not good at drawing at all or anything so i was but artistic means lots of things right like sure sure i was uh, very musical Uh um i liked uh, the my first play i was like in kindergarten and Uh it was like I almost was the lead in the play. Um, so this is a thing you remember. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> my mother kept the like piece of the costume that was like it was like carved out of foam and it was shaped like a bell. Sure. It still went on our Christmas tree for years. And Absolutely. Years. And so I was like, that's a little bit strange. Probably got mold on it at this point in time. And what did your sisters do? Were they artistic or what were they like? Um, older sister was uh, not as artistic. She was very. Uh, very stubborn in a lot of things. She loved radio. Uh-huh. That's one thing that she was like, oh, I want to go into that. And then she ended up going to culinary school. Uh-huh. Um, younger sister, always like in either of our shadows and like could never quite get out of it. Yeah. But she's just really bright and really sweet. And yeah. like and she's out in Arizona still with my mom and a little bit lost yeah. in a lot of ways. How old is she? Not much younger than me. 24. 24. So, like, it was just her birthday the other day. So, like, one after another. Yeah. How old's your older sister? Uh, She's 29. So, she was like, she was the normal range between kids, and Mm -hmm. then like two and three just like came running out at the same time. Catholics, that's why. Right. Well, you weren't, but they were. They were. Yes. You may have ended up that way, but yeah. Uh, So, you're like, you remember your first play in kindergarten? Like, did you do musical theater and the theater stuff in like middle school oh, yeah. and high school? Oh, definitely. I, that was your thing. Oh, absolutely. Af- you were absolutely. that girl. I was that kid. There was like a like, oh gosh, I did. I think I tallied it at one point in time because the the high school that I went to had a really really involved theater program, and it was. Um, let's see here. Here, Kate's crying. Kate's crying. She's <laughs> excited to be here. Um, 
there were like 18 productions I did in the course of four years. Really? So you guys yeah. were like pumping out. Oh, yeah. What, plays or musicals or both? Both. Really? Plays, musicals. They, were, they did madrigal dinners. And what like, is that? Oh, that's an excellent question. Thank you. It's, so it's... Uh, I don't mind not knowing things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Best way to learn. Uh-huh. Um, it's like a set in like a renaissance court and mm-hmm. like typically done in like the Christmas season mm-hmm. and you have like all these different characters and like they actually like sing like songs from that long ago and so it's, it's not like actually a dinner it's like a play it's like a dinner theater it's oh, okay like, yeah, oh so people are like eating mm-hmm. while you are like mm-hmm. it's a weird thing like there's like and, and you were in high school doing this mm-hmm. that's was, weird as shit it's bizarre absolutely i've never even heard like my sister mm-hmm. was a concert pianist and like she mm-hmm. did all like i've never ever heard of that was that like did, uh, did they just make that up there, i've heard <laughs> of other places that have done it too and it was like an uh, like a long-standing tradition they'd been doing it since at like your high school at that high school like since the 70s i think so was it the same person that had been doing that for the 20 20- it like kept like passing the so they just so it wasn't like somebody was like 90 years old that was like we're doing this i wish it was just, can you imagine that right person? like just, i'm never retiring <laughs> Go away, right. Gertrude. Right. There's something wrong with you. So do you, you know very early on, like, this is, like, you're going to do this. Oh, yeah. And I was, uh, in fact, like, I was, like, uh, trying out for different uh, colleges. And, like, but, like, I was, like, I was hell-bent on going to Ball State for musical theater. Mm-hmm. And they did not want me. And really? And fine. I had a terrible audition. Um, so I, you didn't even get in. I didn't. I got in. You got into the university, but not yep. to the... They I were going to put you in, like, theater production. That's Yes, yeah. exactly. That was what it was. <laughs> I teach at Ball State. I know where they did. Yeah. There you go. There it is. That's exactly what it was. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. That, but I, no. That's not for me. Yeah. And I got, like... It was, like, the same week that I got that letter from Ball State that I got the letter from AMDA that they're like, hey, we want to have you there at American Musical and Dramatic Academy. Gotcha. This is the one in New York. Yes. And so I was like, well, school in New York wants me. I'm going to go there instead, yeah. of course. But that's, it wasn't a... It, is that, like, an accredited school, or is it, like, a... It is not, which I found out when I was trying to transfer credits. Um, but it's uh, a lot of different... It's like um, a trade school. It is. It's yeah. essentially yeah, yeah. a trade school. They do offer a... A BFA program. They've got two uh, campuses, one on uh, the East Coast, one on the West Coast yeah. in Los Angeles. And is I this like a sham place or is it like a real place? It sounds like an, it sounds like it's really, really shady. Yeah. Like you could just like say like, oh, it's scammed up like right. really easily. But, but it's, it's not. It's not. It's like very legit. And they have uh, <laughs> uh, professors who are uh, still professionals working in the field. Gotcha. Which was really, really cool sure. for me. Um, they do a lot of stuff yeah there's, um let's see is it like a feeder yes into like there's professional like off broadway mm-hmm. and things like that there's a couple of people like right now um i have a couple of friends who uh went to school at the same time i did yeah uh, kyle scatliff is uh-huh. one guy who's in the color purple right now um, i just saw that yeah he's a uh, guy that played harpo the really really tall guy. oh yeah just gorgeous yeah. voice um yeah that's they all did it was really weird because jennifer yeah. hudson is like the yep. star but she's yeah. not like the woman who plays mm-hmm. the main character oh, Cynthia. she's like small and, and she when, Tony. right and when we were seeing it um she came out and did the big song in the second act and she took everybody to church like there were these old black women in front of us who like were standing up and like waving their their little hankies and she literally had to like she was telling people to quiet down because they wouldn't stop it was amazing and they had to finish the little like there was like a little dance thing for like 30 seconds to sort of end the scene Mm -hmm. (laughs) and everybody was just standing on stage because these women wouldn't sit down we just have to go back it was so amazing and it's the new production of it too so it's like the stripped down they Mm -hmm. just have the chairs hanging up like it's so so amazing i can't wait to get to see it i haven't gotten to go to new york in like a while you have to go see that like it's it's an amazing Mm -hmm. and it was weird because it's like les mis is across the street and like um so it's like it's you just sort of understand why there are problems in America because, like, Les Mis has, like, just it's the line full of white people, and then, like, the color <laughs> purple is, like, uh, just a whole, bu- oh it's a whole line of black people, and then, like, me, right? And I was like, oh, okay, I feel like I'm seeing the wrong thing, except for that I mm-hmm. wanted to see the color well, purple. Because nobody can get into Hamilton. Right, Hamilton was right behind it, and that was sold out, but it was like, yep. oh, I feel like I'm sh- I should be in the Les Mis, but I didn't really have any desire to see that because I wasn't sure how they were going to turn the color purple, which is, like, a... I don't know if you've read the book, but, mm-hmm. like, there's rape and beating oh, yeah. and, like, and I'm like, how do you turn that into a musical? And they just mm-hmm. kind of just don't. They're 
really touch on that part of the like, oh, he's not a bad guy. He's he's comedy guy, <laughs> right? Yep. Like, so uh, so people from that program are mm-hmm. like doing really, stuff. They're doing stuff. There's uh, they always like. Like Jesse Tyler Ferguson, the guy that was it, that's in Modern Family, the uh-huh. redheaded dude. Right. He's he's a he's an alum. So this isn't Trump University, right? No, like no. this is. I hope not. God. So why do you leave and come home? Um, this seems like a terrible idea. It was. It's <laughs> fine. Um, a lot of it's because like I was dating a boy. Oh, in Indiana. stupid, stupid boys. Just, just terrible. I'm yeah. like I'm like. Are you still dating him? Oh no, no. <laughs> I, I wish him well, but just, like, I don't care. Okay. So you've learned that lesson. I have. Okay. <laughs> I'm dating somebody else in right. theater. It's fine. Right. It's great. Uh, so uh, right now, the guy that I'm seeing, um, or he's uh, my boyfriend who I've been with for, like, uh, three years almost yeah. now. Um, so you've been just, back a while. I've been back a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was he, he and I just took over the reins of a theater company in town eclectic eclectic pond yeah yeah Yeah. so he's the new artistic director and i'm the associate artistic director and we're like trying to find places that like the shows are going to be happening and it's like really exciting like we're getting to have these uh we've conned a couple of people in Mm -hmm. town who are like really good writers Mm -hmm. like let us like let us produce your work Mm -hmm. like we're still trying to find like a space for a couple of them yeah and i'm sure i'm Exposing all of our secrets right yep. now. So we'll talk more about that. Yes. Uh, so you come back from New York, what, like four years ago? Yeah, that sounds about right. So, oh, six years ago. It was six years that ago. That long ago. Yep. Uh, oh, because you didn't do college. This mm-hmm. was your college. So you were like 20, 21 when oh, you're yeah. 20 when you're coming back. Yeah, I just knocked it out. Um, like four semesters and, and but so you came back for a boy, mm-hmm. not for, so you're in New York, the mecca of theater and mm-hmm. all the things you want to do, and you oh, yeah. think this Indiana kid is the he's the thing. I was dumb person yeah and it was like were you doing stuff out there were you like as you were going through school were you in like making really discouraged people from like actually doing outside work like we once you got into your fourth semester it was like yes please go and start auditioning do all that sort of stuff if you get if you get stuff go for it sure but like not semester one yeah don't like don't like go right out the gate yeah learn to walk before you like go into the full-on that seems like terrible advice in some ways yeah. and like one thing that I've liked about being in the Midwest is like I have all of these there are not nearly as many opportunities but like there's a community here that yeah. like I have I've got my finger in a couple of different sure. little sticky pots yeah yeah and can like like I know these people and like we have we collaborated and yeah. like I can try these different different things that in a much bigger market like me being a sure. s- small white girl it's like yeah eh, you're not exciting so why why are you attracted to that? Like, what was it when you were having those feelings in high mm-hmm. school and like, oh, I have to go do this? Like, what like what was the moment that you sort of realized, like, oh, yeah, shit, this is who I am? I Kindergarten when you got the... <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. And you're like, oh, God, this is it. We the, got the bug. I got a foam costume. It doesn't get better than <laughs> that. This will never be better. Right. This is my everything. Uh, um, I don't know exactly the moment. Ooh. I do remember, like, when I thought, like, oh, this could be a job. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, I was in Girl Scouts for a mm-hmm. long time, a uh, long while, while I was just in, like, elementary school. And we went to see a production of Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. And, like, a woman played Peter Pan. Sure. Always. Which is amazing. Yeah. And, like, but that's always the way it's been. Oh, yeah. And, like, you don't, you don't think about Although that. you don't know that as a kid. You oh, just yeah. show up and you're like, you're there's a... Like, oh, great. Okay, I know this story. Right. Like, a little boy is flying. And, like... Right. It's a little girl flying. That's amazing. <laughs> and, like, there's actually, like, these, uh, like, wires are attached mm-hmm. to people, but it's magical. And right. Like, when you're, like, seven years old, you're like, nothing can be better than this. Right. And, like, you, we got to actually, it was a matinee. I don't remember where the production was, but, like, we got to actually meet the people mm-hmm. afterwards and, like, talking to them. Like, it's like, okay, you know, it's not it's not easy. Like, we have a lot of, like, rehearsals right. and, like, all this. I'm like, okay. But yes. you're hearing nothing. You're hearing like wires on the stage. Yes, this is perfect. I can fly. And like, and I like, I like that that hard work that goes yeah. into it. Like, you don't want it to just be like, you don't want it to be easy because yeah. then that's that's lame. So were you? But you weren't writing stuff, yeah. You were just doing the the yeah, acting just, side of just things. Just doing the acting side for the most part. I I've written very little. Nothing that's been published. Nothing mm-hmm. that's been produced. Not anything that I'm like yeah. confident enough that like yes, this is it. So um, you've journaled. I journal, <laughs> yeah. I journal a lot. Yeah. Um, I do a lot. I, I do a lot of improv. A yeah. whole lot of improv. So you come back from New York, and what do you do? Like after you get rid of the the, the you know 
the baggage. Oh, sure. Well, that took a while to get rid of the yeah, baggage. Yeah, it always does. Um, so I... Wait, did you immediately jump into theater stuff here? I went right back to school. Really? The one. Um, <laughs> you like thought teaching, right that'll... This will be the... This is the ticket. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, we went, I went to IUPUI. Yeah. I uh, was taking classes, and since none of my credits transferred, right. I had to, like, start back You literally were taking classes, which like... Which was just, awful. like, terrible. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't need to know how this method and like this really elemental math works yeah math is very important i'm right. not saying that it's not important but i'm like this, this doesn't help me on the stage i don't need that unless i'm like if i'm if it's like ge geometry yes yeah. i need to know sure this, all of that doesn't matter um but uh there was a oh gosh it was like they do this like jag perks fair or something in the in the fall semester in august people and don't know the jag card is the student id card yes, yes. so the jag fest I, you're I, my translator yeah. i love that. <laughs> uh, and i went back and got a certificate there just for shits and giggles there you um, go so what, what was your certificate at? uh it started in media arts and science and ended up human computer interaction so cool. um, like how people so like, is it like ai stuff uh it no it <laughs> is like how people use digital gotcha. things like making sure it's uh, the AI people would be laughing. Um, so I, but I started in media arts, which is how do you like make creative things digitally? Okay. Um, and so, oh, but anyway, that's right why there. I know what the Jag card is as an old man who never went there. Delightful. Uh, so you went to Jag Fest uh, and uh, like going around like getting like all the free food and sure. stuff as they do to like lure people right. in. Like they're like all these clubs and stuff, and it's a commuter campus. Mm -hmm. So I felt no connection to the school aside from like I'm just here to right. get the classes out of the way, get get that piece of paper. Mm -hmm. And I noticed comedy sports, which I'd been doing when I was in high school in Indiana a couple of years before. It was actually a couple of people who, like, I recognized. Mm -hmm. So like, you didn't do it. Correct. Uh, you just recognized them from. Uh, yes, it was a um, they do have a, a high school high school league okay. uh, so like uh, high schools like it like how you would with any other like mm -hmm. actual sport uh, you have different teams competing against each other and like, this is an improv group yes it's improv so it's uh, which I did I did join when I was in high school uh, sophomore year not that that's important but it was it's important to you it's very important right. to me that's where it started because I was like uh, I, I saw them years and years before I joined high school you you don't just join high school right. you get into it right. because of grades right. goodness me uh my words are going really well. <laughs> uh, so uh so i i joined in high school right. and like loved it so much fun and like you uh like learning the basics of improv and it was uh like getting to create right on the spot like mm -hmm. without having to like learn actual words in the text right was so much fun for me um went away uh went to new york came back at IUPUI, see yep. it yep and then you want to go back and do it again oh, yeah absolutely so i took a class uh, just and what's to, like, the, what are the classes like it's a lot of oh gosh because uh, it's very uh, i know there are structures and there's team build like oh, trust sure. like is that what yeah. they are like teaching you the basic yes and framework and that first uh first level is and then yeah. the second level you do more uh character work uh -huh. um like actual like things that would be really helpful in a performance situation. You do learn... Like what? Um, like... Let's see what you retain. Oh, yeah, Because right. you've been to, like, nine different schools, so something must have stuck. You would hope so. <laughs> yeah. uh, so things like um, uh, when you're, like, building a scene, if you have... If you're, like, mining a, a prop or something, mm -hmm. or, like, if I've got, like, an end table over, like, stage right or something, or, like, I've set this up over here don't walk through it like the object permanence of it even though you can't see it remembering mm -hmm. that it's there and those really specific details mm -hmm. and um like and also like working with your partner like finding out like what's the game of this scene like when when you say like game like oh i every time that i say something about this thing or every time i talk about like this one chair like he gets you get really upset right and so like i keep poking at you right. and seeing like what's going to happen from there uh, but, but like, you guys are working together on absolutely. sort of like and so like we both recognize that yeah um, and you're searching for that through the mm -hmm. like so at level two then becomes like how do you this is the writing on stage part right mm -hmm. like yes. um and how far did you get into the did you go all the way through it oh yeah well it was uh because i when i went back for the classes because they recognized me from uh -huh. when I did high school. Um, they, I, and also I did take 
lo a lot of improv classes mm -hmm. at AMDA uh, came back, and they had, uh, they let me go ahead into the third level of mm -hmm. classes. And what's that? Uh, what, that what is the Scientology third oh, level of oh, comedy sports? Oh my gosh, this sounds like such a scam. <laughs> right. Everything I'm talking about. It does feel like that you Doesn't have it? received emails and just responded like, that sounds great. Here's my social security number. Yep. Um, the Nigerian <laughs> prince right. needs it. He needs it now. Did they, it, yeah. Uh, so, uh, okay. It's very, uh, maybe that's it's good you came home. Oh yeah, right, may, maybe. Oh gosh. So uh, level three is? Uh, it's, uh, it's all of the actual like performance uh, okay. stuff like the um because you it's it's like building blocks with the the first level it's like all of the trust and like the sure. basics of it second level is more like uh this is how you do create uh, creating of the characters uh -huh. and like making it more like for uh, an audience right creating first. characters though not into like with other people right yes, like so how do you sort of group mm -hmm. right on stage with a group that you may or may not know very well mm -hmm. yep absolutely and then three is actually doing it mm -hmm. yep and then like it ends in a um in a performance uh, for uh, friends and family, okay, and you so so it's not like so oh. you get the polite laugh whether it's funny or not. Yes. Oh, good job. Yeah, yeah. Gee, you got it. Right. Um, I was just having the discussion the other day with uh, somebody about the different kinds of laughs, right? Like there's the agreement laugh, <laughs> yep. right, and there's like the pity laugh, mm -hmm. and then like you never want the clapping because clapping is I we agree with you. Yep. Like You've if they're not it. laughing and they're clapping, you're like yes, that's what I would have done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you want the like crying laugh. Yep, <laughs> and then there's the there's I it might be like Tig Navarro who's she's like she's like there's the there's the laugh like the little tiny one like after like you've had like this like big uproarious laugh yeah. the little huh it's just that like moment of like remember what a fun time we had just right a moment just ago? a moment ago right just reminiscing right <laughs> so you so the third one is like small and then what and then we. They, uh, then you're unleashed on the world. Yeah, almost. Uh, you have to uh, try out for the. You don't the have to. If, if you want to sure. try out, it's that's like, not. A, they don't make. Like, the only way out of level three is oh, to try out for. That would be science. <laughs> like, and then right. you have to pay this. Right. And, this. Um, and then uh, comedy sports uh, slash CSC Indianapolis. Uh, they have uh, tryouts once uh once a year in august or in my case like they had a special audition that was like just in uh that December. just for you uh, it was it was like a small small one because i think it was like a small roster that they had yeah. and they like really needed people gotcha um like our class had just completed it was a small class and from that audition and like they opened it up to just a few select mm -hmm. people this one and as opposed to the one they do in august which is just open to anyone sure. They only took three people, and it was myself, um, Andy Ober from uh, he he does uh, oh gosh Inside Indiana Business, mm -hmm. um, and uh, Jeff Hamilton. And of those three, I'm the only one that's still there. Yeah. Uh, because like Andy's got really early mornings, and Jeff had other things with right. his life that had to like take Im him away. improv comedy didn't that didn't turn out to be the driving oh, no. force of his thing. Oh no. But for me, it did, and that's fine. So talk to yes. me about, so because one of the things that interested me about, since most of the time we, I talk to writers, yes. um, but beginning to explore what does it mean to write on stage? Ooh. Right? Like, yeah, because absolutely. you said you don't write. Like, well, I said you don't write. Like, you're like, you journal. Like, nobody sees it. Except for that you're doing things that actually people are seeing live, mm -hmm. and, like, you're going from first draft to final draft in three minutes. Absolutely. So what is that like? Like, what is that process like for you? Oh, man. So I know, which is a terrible question. Like, I fucking don't know. Oh, no. It's like, and I, tr I was trying to, like, because uh, <laughs> I was, like, knew that we were going to be doing this. I was trying to, like, break it down for myself. It's like, and there are a few different ways that I personally, like, make characters on stage. And, like, we have a couple of different, um, because like, cause I, I play with comedy sports. We have, in the course of a, a comedy sports match, because it's all, it's all sports-related uh, right. uh, terminology, the, there are a few different... Um, styles of games so we have ones that are uh very uh character mm -hmm. driven like if you have like an advice panel so right. you have like three characters up on stage that and there are a couple of different ways that you can even have characters from that you might have a, it, solely from an audience suggestion somebody mm -hmm. saying it's whose line is it in yes. any way like yes, very absolutely. similar to that very very similar so then that. how do you start writing on, like when you hear that what's the like when you get your character or whatever what's the first thing that you do First thing that I do, I try to find 
because I, I, tr I try to find the space of like what where are we <laughs> like if it's if the suggestion is like Antarctica and I'm like okay I've got an igloo over here mm -hmm. or like I'm ice fishing like I'm just gonna start like sawing through this ice and like what this physicality is this reminding me of like a really really uh, haggard old person or like the person who I'm working with right now like based off of what they're doing in this instant is it going to does it benefit me more or like what energy is he throwing off mm -hmm. is he like he, i can tell like he is pissed off at me or he is just like it's just like googly eyes and i'm like all right then i'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna let him have exactly what he's going right. for right now or am i trying to like work with him but you guys are not talking about it. like this stuff gets and then you are so you get physical right off the bat like oh, yeah. what is we the physical um, so, so like sometimes it's like that physicality or it's, um, sometimes like we have this one game that's uh, first line, last line, like we, you get uh -huh. the very first line of dialogue yeah. from the audience and the very last line. So yeah. it's like, I know that whatever I do in this, it has to be encapsulated right. within that. And like, whatever I do, it has to lead to this. Yeah. And like, I'm like doing like these like character arcs and stuff like that and i i really like shakespeare and right. that's uh, one of my favorites and we have in fact i uh, helped to teach a, a workshop on improvising shakespeare just a little bit ago which is a different beast in and of itself because like you've got the five-act structure mm -hmm. and it's but because that one is so formulaic and you've got so much structure already and like you already know like there are these character um, archetypes like sure. there's the fool but like he's really really smart right. or this uh, this king but like if you're st if you start with a king the king's gonna have to die at some point right. somebody has to right. ascend somebody to needs to be a ghost so yeah so like the ghost, king has to go or right. a fairy of right. some sort <laughs> right but they can't depending on if, character. depending on if it's a comedy yep. or a tragedy mm -hmm. right that's right. Yep. <laughs> right or you can get some witches right that's also fine right also acceptable right um so like i draw from things like that I know already, or if I have, I'm like, I love people watching, right. um, like seeing like this, like old woman who was, uh, her posture is like a 90 degree yeah. angle. And then I'm like, what led to that right. moment? And like, you must be fascinating to talk. So to. what I'm hearing is that, uh, this manicness that you have brought here today mm -hmm. is exactly what that happens in like 30 seconds up on mm -hmm. stage. So this thing that makes it difficult to concentrate makes oh, yeah. it improv very easy. Oh yeah. Because you're, you're sort of inputting lots of stuff yep. and is that, Oh yeah, I think that's, that's I think that sounds very fair. Yeah. And sometimes even like less than thirty seconds, like yeah. just like in like yeah, I said yeah. thirty, but like oh, yeah. it's five, right? Like you're oh, yeah. immediately processing your synapses yep. are bang, 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 bang. Yep. But then you also want to go from like nobody wants to see another scene of like a couple trying to change a tire in the middle right. of the desert. I don't want to see another one of those scenes right. ever again. And it's like building off of all of these. So it's yeah, drawing from like. I've done this in the past and this right. and this and like how do you stay away from tropes right because this mm -hmm. is one of the easiest things to do as a writer is you oh, just yeah. sort of say like oh like the dad mm -hmm. can't raise a baby and like mm -hmm. the mom is over like there are just oh, those yeah. things you that can you totally start with those but it's but like, how do you avoid I would think mm -hmm. doing that on this like I get to mm -hmm. edit that stuff out because oh, sure. if I'm writing and I'm like ah fuck this sounds like every other person mm -hmm. how do you keep the tropes from dominating oh man sometimes sometimes you can't uh, but the the really interesting ones for me is when you have just like a nice twist mm -hmm. in it. Like you can have like the father that is um, like a very authoritarian and he is just like, will not have this. And he's like, you know what? No, I'm just going to start knitting now. Right. Dad's got his knitting <laughs> right. needles out. Oh no. Right. And then that's like, okay. So that's, that's that interesting wrinkle with yeah. that character. And, Oh man, it's there are some really really nice uh, players that we have or like that we've had uh, in the past. Ones that we have now too that have some like really nice like standard characters that they have used regularly. But um, and so you guys now have done this enough that like when you you sort of recognize like mm -hmm. oh this is coming mm -hmm. this thing is happening. Mm -hmm. um, so the writing gets the interactions mm -hmm. get a little bit. Sometimes they're very uh, easier, stable. but you can be more mm -hmm. complex with them because you already know the baseline for 
oh, yeah. this character coming at me. Oh, like, yeah. okay. Or then, and even sometimes. Or you can like, start fucking with him without oh, them knowing. Yes. Right. Oh, that's my favorite. Right. Is like, you're like, you think I'm just going to be playing right. like little sister at this point in time, right. but I'm little sister who's been smoking for the past right. 30 years. So I sound a little bit more like this. Right. Um, silly dumb stuff. Uh, so it's, it's just a whole lot of, uh, for me with, uh, that, or, um, it's, it's trying to shift that, uh, perception and, ooh, uh, another, uh, form of improv. Cause like comedy sports, we do a lot of short form. Mm-hmm. So it's like that three minutes or less, uh, long form improv. I love that. So, so what's get, l- like movies? Uh, like, what do you mean long form? It's like if you, it's kind of like, uh, so it's in some ways called Chicago style improv mm-hmm. or the Herald is a specific one. You get one suggestion from the audience mm-hmm. and then you, and then the performers just go for like, and like 20 minutes or an hour really? or something. Yeah, yeah. It might, it's n- not n- always the same scene. It yeah. shouldn't be. In fact, you might have just like <laughs> three basic scenes. Like you have one set up, like scene A, and then something that happens in scene A inspires these other people that are off stage to do something very different. And then. So they'll just come in and say, okay, now's here's yeah. where we are. Yep. And, and like, like they're just the stage or they'll like clap it out or something and switch it out entirely. So those characters, they exist somewhere, but not in this right. scene. So you might, uh, and then scene B comes back and then right. completely different was C. And then you have as people from scene A come back and it's these same characters that right. you know, but t- time has passed or right. maybe somebody comes from one of those other scenes. Right. And, and now they're acting around whatever happened before, either directly addressing it mm-hmm. or sort of that meta comedy of like something Uh, happened and they don't mm -hmm. everybody knows but them oh yeah Yeah. it's it's so good have you been to the paper machete no i haven't so it's in chicago so i actually take these literary weekends where i go um the paper machete Mm -hmm. is uh it's an improv and essay magazine that happens every saturday from two to four at the green mill which is um al capone's bar so there's like the piano behind the bar and like uh, it's weird because you walk into a bar at, and it's dark at, on Saturday at 2 p.m., right? Mm-hmm. You leave and it's still bright outside, which mm-hmm. is a weird experience oh, to be. Man. But they have essayists who, like, have written and they'll perform them. But there are improv. People from Second City will come and do, like, right in the middle of a show. There'll just be this improv scene that happens that you're not really sure about. There's a the puppeteer, mm-hmm. uh, Chad the Bird. Um amazing yeah and it, it they come with a table of content so it's like pop-up magazine only it is built around improv and essays um and one of my students uh sarah um who went through the second city writing program mm-hmm. she was the one i was talking with about the different kinds of laughs introduced me to that and like i drive up to chicago all the time to see it it's fucking amazing that sounds so cool chad the bird is like my favorite thing in the whole world like <laughs> because he just sets up this uh, the guy sets up the like a little is it like a like a jim henson type of puppet? yeah like he's got what no yeah he's got like it's a bird and it's on his hand and he sets up a little thing in front of the audience so you know he's back there and he is just like he's always ranting about something and it's built around what's happening in the news so every week it is a magazine it is about what's happening in the world oh yeah so the first one i saw was uh it happened to be like i don't know like the 200th anniversary of the I don't know, some Civil War thing. And so this guy dressed up like somebody from the Civil War did a news dispatch as if BuzzFeed existed at Gettysburg. Oh, heavenly. Right? And it's amazing, right? Like, so it's like... Ten different things. Yes. But it's like awful shit, right? Because Gettysburg, the Battle of Gettysburg is like terrible. Oh, yeah. But it was hilarious. So anyway, like... That's great. Yeah, it's... You should go... If you ever have a Saturday from two to four, it is totally worth the trip up there. Um, and it is one of the things that's really fascinating is that it's funded. <laughs> so the Arts Council <laughs> of Chicago actually pays for that to happen. That's so cool. Right. It's amazing. Is that a historic building because of that was something that Al Capone? I have no idea. I know that like um, the Green Mill on Sunday night hosts the oldest poetry slam in the country. So the guy who started poetry slams, Mark Smith, runs from 7 to 10 p.m. It's been going on for 30 years. That's amazing. Yeah, so like so I will do that on Saturdays. Can Sunday, after? Oh, okay. Sunday from seven to ten. So I'll have just a long weekend. Yeah, so that's what I do. I go up on Saturday. Uh, I will see the paper machete. Maybe go to Second City, and then on Sunday go at night. Like it's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, it's pretty much the best thing ever. So if you're into that kind of stuff, like oh, it's yeah. just 
you know, they have the bad authors down here. What is it? The night of bad or the over in Fountain Square. I can't remember, but there's like an improv like old oh, yeah, authors. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just did. Oh, the um. Oh no, I just did a show with them. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, um. An evening with the authors. An evening with the authors. Yeah. Just did a, a double feature with uh, them and Drank Spear, which was yeah. the Fringe show that we did, yeah. which we did Romeo and Juliet in under an hour and under the influence. That's so awesome. It was so rewarding, and I don't. I, it's I'm and just, I don't remember any of it. I, well, I remember bits and pieces. I right. played Juliet, and I was like, I remember most of my words. Right. It's okay. I I did that one in. Uh, and that was when like when we had just taken over uh, Eclectic Pond, yeah. or, and it was. Before we had even um, like signed any paperwork or anything, and I I was planning on just doing this show anyhow because <laughs> I heard about um, Drunk Shakespeare is something that they do in uh, New York. Yeah. They have that one. There's one person that just does like five shots of whiskey, and then they're like a, a smaller character. Yeah. Like if you were like seeing Midsummer Night's Dream, it would be like Peas Blossom right. or something, and then everybody else has to like work around this person. Really? So it's, that's amazing. So it's like an actor's nightmare, but an audience's delight. Yeah. They're like, oh, yes, what are you going to do now? Right. Uh, and then there's uh, one in Boston called Shit Face Shakespeare. Uh-huh. Very similar. And so I was like, I'm sensing a theme. Yes, yes. Yes. Uh, but ours, we were able to um, talk to because uh, Eclectic Pond is a 501c3 nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And like talk to Sun King if they would be interested, yeah. and we like we we. And Sun do King does everything. Yes, they do, and yeah. they're amazing. They really don't say no to anything like that. Oh yeah, and we we very uh, toned down all of the like we won't have somebody like drinking to that excess. We aren't right. promoting like excessive drinking. Any of our promos, you're not like showing somebody <laughs> actually oh, consuming the product. The promos weren't. Yep, yep, and so we. But the like, play. Yep, the play we had. Uh, <laughs> Everybody was drinking right. throughout the course of it, and it was very self-monitored. So you right. have, like, if somebody, because we did, we did, oh, gosh, it was, like, three days in a row of it, and it so was. So day three was rough. Oh, and we just all wanted to die, and yeah. our livers are just wailing in right. agony. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, everyone. Just, uh, we also have bottles of water if right. you need them. Uh, but, I mean, that's not what people came to see. Uh, so do you think... Yeah. Like you start, like why do you think you have this desire to do the improv and the writing on stage and the live? Like, were your mom and like when you think back, were they supportive of the art stuff that you did? Very supportive. My uh, my mother in particular, like she she came out when I was in New York and like uh, from our like final uh, showcase mm-hmm. and we did like I did a thing from Teresa Rebeck, like a ter- Teresa Rebeck uh, play that uh, was like a one person play. Yeah. Um, and like a portion of like that was in the first half, and then the second half was the Laramie Project. So it was very like uh, light and dark. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that's very different. And my mom, because like Rebeck, she does a lot, a lot of curse words. And even though my mother was in the Marine Corps, she's like, Frankie, don't curse. Yeah. I'm an adult human. Right. She once, uh, when we were uh, learning, uh, my, my older sister was learning to drive, and uh, a car, like, almost, like, sideswiped us, and she was just, fuck that guy. And my mother just, Jamie, where did you hear that? Just, from you, <laughs> of course. Uh, but so my mom came to see that, uh, like, tried to talk me out of, like, moving back to Indiana. So they, so they were really, like, into your self-expression, and, Absolutely. like, they were into you and your sisters, like, finding your own way, and mm-hmm. they weren't, it wasn't that typical Oh, marine yeah. family oh, of yeah. life it's it's bizarre like to just i i don't know that i could have a, a more supportive family mm-hmm. and they're just very like yeah you want to do that do it yeah go for it uh i have although you yeah. probably need something like that in improv like if you i would mm-hmm. think that you have to think like mm-hmm. well the scaffolding's always there and even if this crashes i'm gonna yep. land in a nice soft place yep. like it would be very hard to be bitter and do oh <laughs> improv well although I think. some people do a lot really? of people do in fact uh or they're just like i'm gonna do this in spite of you i'm like okay right that's if that's what uh if that's uh, this is your your out this is your way of right. like expressing yourself i'm like i'm gonna like i'm gonna play all these characters and like this one's this is my mother and i'm like right. okay you're you're not but i feel like that. most of those people end up as stand-ups that is an excellent point yes i feel like the bit mm-hmm. like i have lots of friends that do stand-up and they are and bitter is probably the wrong word but they had things that were broken oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and the people that I know that tend to do the improv stuff are more communal-based and have, like, a mm-hmm. not a sunny disposition, but, like, mm-hmm. the yes and requires trust. Oh, yeah. Stand-up requires you to distrust everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? And then you start, like, as soon as you start uh, going at uh, an audience and they're, like, they're turning on you and you right. get hecklers. I, I've thought about doing stand-up, and I'm, like, I've got I, – I have, like – I have like I think like three and a half minutes yeah. like written, yeah. and I'm like, I see just, you write. I do, I do write. There we go. <laughs> I've just not, I've just not like, ex- like, put it out officially. I just yeah. need to do that. Minus all the shit you've done on stage, which oh, yeah. is out in front of things, right? Oh, yeah. So you actually have. It's okay. just not on paper. Yep. So I'm not going to let you get away from that. It's not as permanent that way. (laughs) Well, and this is, you know, as I've interviewed people that do storytelling, Mm -hmm. which wasn't a fucking thing when I grew up. Like, that wasn't a job. Like, now there's, like, storytelling arts. They've said, like, what they like is the lack of permanence of it, that Mm -hmm. it exists as a thing and then it Mm -hmm. doesn't. Oh, yeah. I think that's one thing that drives me, like, or has always attracted me to theater. Maybe not since I was, like, in kindergarten. But, like, as soon as you're, like, uh, creating and, like, seeing people like making these amazing things and it's like well i i and it's it just it lasts in that one moment Mm -hmm. it lasts in even more so with improv like it lasts in this one moment with these people you can't like do a pull quote from a an improv show you could but it's not going to resonate with anybody else or like in any other way like if you're like uh, if like you and i went to see like we went to see hamilton and i'm like quoting Aaron Burr and you're like oh man that was that's hilarious man. right what a fun time right and it's just this tiny microcosm and that's fascinating that it can last such a small amount of time and it's like and you have these people just in the palm of your hand mm-hmm. just like okay yep you're gonna follow me and you're whether you want to or not yeah I can't I can't make you I can't lead a horse to water I can lead a horse to water right. I can't make it drink See, I'm really, really good. At <laughs> I don't know what the horse does, but I am making the horse do things. <laughs> There's a horse, <laughs> yes. and I have a right? leash. Right, and on we it. are drinking water. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's that's really interesting to me because I don't, um, you know, as a writer, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit what people think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would yeah. never. I, you workshop it in the sense that, Absolutely. like, you show other writers, but, like, I don't even give a fuck what, like, if I, mm. I don't even really do workshops because I don't really care what most people think about sure. the writing. Whereas that improv, the things that are happening live and on stage, like, you may not care about the audience, but you at least have to care about the people that are around you and yeah. doing the thing, right? Yeah. And you assume that whatever thing you create brings the audience with you. I mean, I've had, we've had shows where, like, uh, an audience is, like, not with me. I know they're not having a good time. They're only there because they thought like ten o'clock on a Saturday night it was like, going to be what a do good we do? show. Oh, and then like those ones, at least for now, uh, are a comedy sports show. And comedy sports is for all ages. Yeah. Um, at any time that we do it, it's part of the branding. It's a big, wide it, a com- a comedy sports. Isn't the only, only in uh, Indianapolis. We've got uh, it started in Milwaukee in '84, mm-hmm. and it's. We've, re- we've entered the history part of the show. Yeah. It's, uh, by Richard Chudnow and goes by Dick Chudnow, um, which is a terrible name. But he's not a on the All man. Ages show. Uh, yeah. So no. yeah. Yes. Uh, and he, there are 22 in the U.S. Really? Uh-huh. There's like one in there's one in New York, which I never went to while I was there, which right. I always kick myself for that. Um, there's one in Berlin, Germany, and one in Manchester. Is there another Berlin? Um, maybe. <laughs> so like be. Manchester, England? Mm-hmm. So you say Berlin, Germany, but, but not just, Manchester, England. Well, because you started to s- tease me about <laughs> Berlin. <laughs> uh, they used to call themselves London, but then they're like, we're too far away from Yeah, here, that's so. nowhere near London. It's not. No, it's nowhere near. Nope. Um, so is it? does it differentiate itself from like the, the groundlings and Second City by that all ages? Like is it, that sort of where it huge. fits into that? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the biggest thing, and I think that's one reason why we've been around for so long, and why we can be in so many different cities. Like, there's one in Utah, yeah. and like in God damn. Yep, yep, <laughs> Salt Lake City, uh, and then you can have uh, the same sort of performance. They yeah. are different people, of sure. course, but same setup, and like people have that same expectation when they see comedy sports when they're in Salt Lake City yeah. as when they go to Quad Cities or uh, going to Chicago. Gotcha, gotcha. So, like, I can go, I could go to I.O. and, like, see an amazing improv show. It's going to be different, of course, yeah. from that. But if I go to see comedy sports in Chicago, it's still going to be 
two teams of professional improvisers yeah. fighting for a trophy. And, like, I can take my kids there. I can take my grandma there. Yeah. I don't have kids. But if I did have kids, <laughs> right. I could bring them there. Well, you could even if it wasn't in all ages. Mm-hmm. You'd just maybe be considered a bad person. It's fine. I'm yeah. a terrible, terrible yeah. human being. I would be bringing it's my kids to those, too. <laughs> and I don't have them. But if I did, I'd take yep. them to the dirty shows. Yep. Like, it's not even my kids. I'm just bringing right. kids I'm just there. bringing – actually just go to the park sometimes and look <laughs> for kids and ask them if they'd like to go see a show. But I have, like, multiple other people there with yeah. me, so it's not like, it's not like that. Right. Uh, so one more thing, and, and then we'll go because we've been here for a little while. So um, – what is it that you like now that you're back and you're doing the Eclectic Pond, mm-hmm. which is a theater um, company, and you're doing the con- like what? What do you think your next steps are for this stuff? That's a fair question, um, and I probably one you don't obsess about at all ever. Never, never ever at all. No. Uh, in fact, I've been uh, looking at a few different things just because like it's it's always bothered me that I don't have like that bachelor's degree and like I yeah. can't progress like professionally in a lot of things because of that yeah. like I can't make more money because I don't have a piece of paper yeah. even though I've got like this many years of experience um, so I'm looking at uh, so while still keeping uh, eclectic pond uh, making it nice and um, current and we're uh, making these classics more uh, accessible mm-hmm. but also doing more original works mm-hmm. that are based here because that's like it started here why not yeah. um and like we're taking over so it's going to be like that's that's a thing that we wanted to do so uh, we're taking over that's what we're my plan is world domination <laughs> starting in indianapolis I thought that, that would be ideal yeah. um and then we'll get our death ray all set up and right be fine um so getting a more education in some way shape or form i'm like even looking at like found out that Yale School of Drama, their mm-hmm. MFA program, you do not need to have a bachelor's degree in order oh, cool. to finish that, Like, although it would still be a certificate of yeah. drama, so I'll have another certificate, sure. but it would be from Yale, and people would be like, oh, wait a minute, yeah. that doesn't sound like a scam as much. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at all. Or at all. <laughs> the oh, first no. thing that doesn't sound like a scam. Oh, Yale. Okay. I right. just kept sending them money once a month, and <laughs> then a degree showed up. It was, yeah. it was bizarre. I never took a class. Nope. Uh, so you're going to stick around here and try to build this stuff out and mm-hmm. sort of figure out, do you think yeah. you, you'll be here long term? I don't know. I think so. Uh, the uh, My boyfriend is from here, born and raised. Yeah, like my he, wife is the same way. Gosh, he, I, I've not ever met anybody who loves Indianapolis more, yeah. than, more than Ben does. Yeah, my wife is, is probably close. There you go. Hoosier. There you go. Get, we'll have them get some tennis yeah. points together. Like, I'm not from here. I didn't mean to end up here. Like, it just, like... How did you end up here? Uh, a series awesome. of bad decisions. Yep. Um, yeah, I was... I, I lived all over the country. I worked at Wired and went to Berkeley. I lived in Austin. I worked out at MIT. Mm-hmm. I came back and was in Kentucky working, and a job opened up here. And I came for a few years. I was teaching, sort of getting my bearings back. And uh, was getting ready to leave to quit and move west and get back to riding full time. Mm-hmm. And I met my wife. Mm-hmm. And now I'm here. Yep. And we own a place downtown. And I'm like, I don't think I'm ever leaving. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those, like, and she's from here. So she is, like, really embedded in the city. And she's an artist. And she does all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for sitting down and talking with me today. It was great. Associate Artistic Director at Eclectic Pond, which is a theater company, Director of Fan Services at Comedy Sports. She's done all this stuff with theater, and um, it's just one of those people that, like, goes out and gets things that she wants. Um, and it was great. Like, our conversation was amazing. But it, it's one of the interesting things that uh, we have as Part of what we're doing at the Geeky Press, we've started having these artist dinners where we will gather up people from different areas to, to talk about creativity or, or something related to that. Um, it's amazing to me how much people don't think that what they do is something, right? Like, it, it, Frankie doesn't think that what she does is writing, even though very clearly, at least to me, it's writing. So that I think is interesting. And I loved having her and, um, I look forward to seeing all the things that she 
does. As for us, don't forget, sign up for the newsletter. Go to thegeekypress.com. You can go into our book section, see the call for submissions for Dear America, the call for submissions for Hoosier Lit. We have some awesome merch, so you should go buy the T-shirts and the magnets and all of those things. Uh, we have dog shirts, and definitely wear those. Not you, but the dogs. Uh, we have some other great interviews coming up the road in just the next couple of weeks. A really interesting group of people. Um, we're making an effort over the next several months to really get outside of our comfort zone. Um, and I'm being introduced to all kinds of new writers and writing styles. Um, so I hope you're enjoying that. Pass along this information to everybody. Share the podcast. Help us grow. And until then, we'll see you around the internet. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.